Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, the first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here we go, guys. This is our Tuesday show, and today typically would be a, locally would be a giveaway for me, but it is a, um, we'll call this a Reflection Tuesday. Because today is the last day that we get to discuss this ODU game before we move on to September. Also, this is the day that Coach Elliott does his local uh, show at the uh, Tavern uh, in Charlottesville. And, uh, you know, he goes on at 7 o'clock tonight, 7 to 8. And uh, I believe with Jay James. And uh, we'll be able to listen to him give his, uh, his interview to the public and kind of see, you know, where he is and, you know, how he feels about everything that's been happening uh, currently, you know, with the team and kind of where they are. You know, I know they've had some injuries. I know that there's um, kind of a, you know, I, I guess this uh, small disappointment maybe the word that some of the fans were, 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 you know, or maybe feelings what I kind of get from the fan base a little bit. I mean, we'll take the win, believe me. We'll take the win, but you know what's happening, you know, with the team. You know, we'll talk about. We'll also talk about just some other um, Wahoo uh, sports news. You know, we'll talk about the uh, the hockey team, the golf team, um, the hockey team. Excuse me. We'll talk about uh, you know BA. You know, Brand, uh, uh, Brendan Farrell, the kicker, becoming the uh, ACC Special Teams Player of the Week. Um, should we talk about Puppygate? <laughs> you know, uh, I I kind of, you know, I, I understand, you know, why UVA didn't, you know, didn't allow animals uh, during live play, you know, on the field. Some people were upset about the horse, but you know what? You know what? Let's not dig into that real deep right now. Let's let's continue on with our reflection of the game, and we'll talk about that because Puppygate was like the biggest thing that was going on, you know, on the message boards, uh, you know, in all the chat groups for the University of Virginia. So they were so upset about that, but it seems like there's more reaction to that as, as opposed to the game, you know. But we'll uh, keep rocking on, you know, what we're getting ready to get into. So, yes, the ODU football team pulled off a stunning, well, not a stunning, but a Heartbreaking, or no, it's not heartbreaking, but for a person like myself, it is kind of heartbreaking to see this team win a game, but not win it in the fashion that you're used to seeing them win. Um, but you know, I guess you know, some people will call that game thrilling, which it was, you know, in some cases, but I look at that game as disappointing. Um, you know, and I'm being a little bit harsh here today because this is reflection and if reflection is about honesty and, um, you know, and about just being, you know, transparent, you know, with, with what I saw and what I was expecting. Now, people will and people have uh, criticized me for being somewhat of a UVA homer, but. You know, I, I'm very critical, quite critical of, um, you know, of 
of, of some things, you know, when it comes to UVA football, because that's kind of like my, you know, it's, it's football is, is my sanctuary. You know, there, there's no place that I'd rather be is, is watching a game with, uh, with, an, with a pen and paper, you know, and just analyzing a game. It's, it's what I played my entire life. I've coached uh, for a good portion of my adult life as well. I've helped develop young men. Um, I've helped, um, you know, on a high school level, just, it, it was just, just probably the, the, the best times of my life, just being able to help these young guys, uh, you know, reach their goals and, you know, just help something, set them up for life. And, and so I take it very seriously and very personally, you know, when we talk about football and what football brings for people, or, or, or you know, two people or two, two players and you know how they can use it to further their life but so so when we talk football and I talk football I'm, I'm doing it from the heart I'm not just doing it just to talk you know just to put you know words on wax as they would say you know in the music industry uh the rap industry but I'm just saying hey I'm not that happy about what I see right now um I'm excited about, you know, the the prospects of what Coach Elliott can bring when it comes to his pedigree, you know, and what he's seen and, and, and what he can, um, you know, what his vision is. I really want to see what his vision is. And we're going through a rough period right now. And, you know, yes, it was a win, but it wasn't the type of win that you would think, you know, that this team has been used to for the last couple of years. Um, it was a team that they should have put away a long time ago uh, in the game, which uh, halftime they should have had 24 points up on the board, minimal, 20, 21 to 24 points up on the board. And that should have continued on to <clears throat> 35 to 40 uh, points a game. But it really didn't. The defense believe it or not, had to bail out the offense. And that's exactly what happened. The defense held that ODU team to a to a seven point uh, point accumulation all the way up until one minute left in the game. That's not acceptable for me. You know, you know, and this is me talking as the emotion comes off. Of course, you know, you got the build up. Thursday, Friday, you know, pregame, Friday, Saturday, it's game day on the grounds. <clears throat> All of us are down there watching the players. Wahoo walking. You know, everybody's getting in the stadium, watching the players, you know, prepare themselves uh, for their next battle on the gridiron. And, you know, same thing with us in the press. We're getting ready. You know, we, we are looking for certain things and, uh, you know, and also just reporting on whatever comes, you know, to us. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, Sunday comes around after, you know, we got the post game, you know, you're still excited. You don't, you know, you kind of haven't really analyzed too much. You, you've done some analyzation, but you don't really have, you know, your emotions still are, are heightened, whether they're high, they're low, you know, you know, or they're high or, or you're upset or whatever. So, you know, when it comes down to, you know, Sunday, you know, your emotions kind of coming down. Monday, you know, let's do some kind of reporting. Then, of course, Tuesday is here. And this is Reflection 
Tuesday. But before I go into that rest of Reflection Tuesday, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for everyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I am earning cash back thanks to Upside. Now keep think about it like this, guys. When you, when, when you buy something, you get cash back. You know, a lot of those rewards are three times as more, uh, three times more than some credit card reward, uh, that credit card loyalty points and rewards you get back from, from some of your other credit cards. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. So let's jump back into this Reflection Tuesday. And uh, this is when it, you know, this is kind of when it really, this is the the last time, this is, Tuesdays are going to be the last time to speak about uh, the the, the previous week's game. Last call Tuesdays. (laughs) So, um, as we call this Reflection Tuesday, Last Call Tuesdays, um, and, and this will, you know, this will serve as the purpose, like I said, for the uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday show. So, what do we do now as Wahoo fans? You know, where do we go from here? No more figuring out what games we're going to win. Every game, it seems like, will be a difficult game. Meaning, you know, we're going in the underdog to the, you know, to the uh, Syracuse uh, Orangemen. We're going to, up to New York into their dome. And we're going to be, and it looked like, we started off as like nine and a half or ten point underdogs. That means that that is a huge, uh, you know, that's a big stretch, you know, or, or, or a big gap, you know, when we're talking about, you know, predict being predicted to lose or predicted to win and betting. They think UVA going to get beat by ten points, which means it. They feel like it could be even worse. I don't really know what we're going to get from this team. You know, that's kind of the uneasy feeling that I'm getting right now. You know, and like I said, Reflection Tuesday, being honest, there's not a, a, a team, uh, you know, offense, defense, special teams. I don't trust any of it. You know, I don't know what, you know, what is there to look for? You know, what is there to, 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 to lean on consistently, you know, because first game of the year put up 34 points against Richmond. Okay, cool. Maybe the offense is okay. Comes back to the Illinois game. Get dragged. We couldn't put any points up on offense. Defense. 
had issues stopping the run up the middle. You know, in actuality, they're still, you know, I mean, they did a lot better job against ODU, but they still gave up some runs, you know, going up the middle. You know, the defense seemed more steady with this last game than both sides, you know, than the special teams and the, uh, the, you know, and the offense. So is defense is where we hang our hat now. You know, I'm scared to hang my hat on the defense because the defense has struggled for so many years, you know, and and I get it. You know, shout out to our guys, Chico Bennett, defensive end, uh, pass rusher, Ben Smiley, uh, for Famui, our guys up front, you know, are, are, are trying to set the uh, set the stage. Cam Butler, you know, our guys up front are, are trying. Um, you know, when it comes to pass rushing, yes, these guys can really get after, I think, the quarterback, but... The, the issue is uh, running the ball up the middle. And now we're getting into conference play. You know, I'm a little skeptical on that. You know, I mean, the offense is, is a whole thing in itself. And we'll talk about the offense uh, a little bit later. But the the defense right now, you know, I, I really appreciated what they did. I, you know, I haven't seen that stout, that team, a team being that stout, uh, uh, Wahoo defense being that stout in a long time, but it w- it was good to see. But it was it was ODU, you know. Brandon said no disrespect, and I understand. He said no disrespect, but that's ODU. We should have hung forty. Same thing with the defense. No disrespect, they held them to seven points, all the way up until a minute in the game, and that should have been the amount that they scored, no more than ten points. But you know, I understand. You know, things happen at the end of the game. And things are kind of chaotic, so you kind of have to, you know, play the game where they allow the team to actually catch some passes, you know, and tackle them inbound so that time can run. So they just kind of, you know, sometimes you can't stop a team when they get their momentum once you start that process in kind of a prevent kind of a fashion or, you know, a rushed kind of fashion where they really are uh, in desperation. Same way UVA did to them on UVA's last uh, possession and matriculated the ball down the field in four plays. I'm sure one of them was in the, in the end zone, but, you know, that's what this offense has always been able to do. Um, so where do we hang our hat? You know, I'm, I'll ask you, the public, ask you, Wahoo fans, what do we do now? You know, where do we put the, you know, the, I know we, you know, support the whole team, but, you know, typically teams, you know, there's somewhere you hang your hat. You're talking like, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure, the defense is good, but you hang your hat on the offense. You know, um, you talk about, you know, other teams that, you know, what they're good at. Clemson, you know, they would hang their hat on their offense. I mean, their defense was good, but they would hang their hat on the offense. And maybe that's something that we were expecting, being naive, you know, as uh, Wahoo fans, maybe we're, we were expecting to come in to have this uh, high-flying explosive offense continue on. But there seems like all the properties of the all of, of the old offense has been taken away, and, and we're being conditioned. This is what Coach Elliott is doing. He's reconditioning us to 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 look at something different, different, and reconditioning us to not expect what we've always been expecting when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Um, Brennan, 
you know, it's hard for players. I know, you know, Brennan, you know, shout out, you know, and congratulations to Brennan. He became the career passing leader at University of Virginia, passing Matt Schaub. Uh, and he could have did that last year if he wasn't injured. He's only thrown. He hasn't thrown for a touchdown in a couple games. And, um, you know, he probably could have did that last year if he would have had the bowl game and he would have played in one of those other, uh, I think, Notre Dame game. He would have already had this record. But because the passing yards have been down um, this season, he just hasn't been able to get off. And some of that's Brennan's fault. You know, his accuracy hasn't been there. Um, you know, if, if you go back and watch the film and see how he's throwing the ball, a lot of his balls are in the dirt. Not a lot. I'm sorry. That, 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 that's not fair. Some of his balls are in the dirt, okay? And some of them are, are kind of like short, short-handed, you know, he, I mean, short-hopped. He's trying to get the ball out. And I think a lot of that is just, just trying to get used to, you know, the, the, the offense, you know, where your outlets are, timing. And also the receivers on the other end, they have to uh, do the same thing. They're trying to acclimate themselves to this offense that is totally different, running different routes. Uh, another thing is, you know, the drops. We're getting a lot of drops. Uh, that is concentration. And I think you're relearning muscle memory. You know, that you that word we use all the time when we talk about sports and what your body's supposed to be doing according to, uh, you know, regular athletic movements is muscle memory. So their muscle memory for receiving the ball, they've been doing the same thing for two and three years and, you know, and throwing the ball. So when you're receiving the ball and it's coming in at a different angle, okay, then, you know, then when you're used to seeing the ball come in, sometimes you, you know, it's, it's, you lose concentration because you're not comfortable with it, you know? Some, you know, some in last year, year before, some of these receivers are used to getting the ball coming at them in a different way, you know, at, at a similar way that they're used to receiving it all the time. This is the first year of them, you know, totally changing, you know, what it looks like when a ball, when, you know, when the ball is coming to you in a different offense, and you're running uh, a different route um, than, you know, than, than what you're used to running with the other teams uh, or, or with the other, you know, the the, the previous team that you had before so th this is going to be a up and down uh, year I believe don't know what to hang our hats on um, you know is is this just you know a, a team yeah, well obviously it's a team in transition but if it's a team in transition um, you know hopefully it's a transition for the you know going towards you know the winning side and not the losing side and uh, you know the in, in the ODU game was 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 probably something that we should probably circle and circle around back to at the end of the year and say this was the tipping point, you know, where this team went downhill or went uphill, because because this is the game right here. To me, it is. You had a win and a loss, okay, and this game was it, the team showed its grit. The team showed that it can win a tough game, but it also wasn't their toughest competition. It won't be their toughest competition on this uh, on this schedule. They have a lot of tough competitors. There's probably eight other teams that are tougher than ODU that they're going to play. And this is a game that we'll have to circle back around. You know, we'll, we'll earmark this 
we'll dog ear this, you know, in the uh, in our books, and um, and we'll come back around and we'll speak about this game. So yes, uh, the next game, Syracuse, is being played. It's it's a turn quick turnaround. We're talking at 7 p.m. on Friday. UVA Syracuse, of course, I will be doing uh, definitely a halftime and a post game from here at my command center. Um, maybe a pregame as well, depending on what some of my uh, Seven Cities folks you know want to do. Um, but definitely a. Uh, and, and I'll do a pregame probably on Thursday as well, so we can talk about what to look for. And, and <laughs> this game is a doozy because Robert and I and coach, uh, quarterback coach uh, John Beck, are the offensive uh, masterminds behind that Syracuse offense. Of course, remember those guys were at ODU. Excuse me, they were with, at UVA uh, the last few years with Bronco. And um, there is a target on the back of the Wahoos right now. I think Anai is, Robert Anai is licking his chops, um, ready to get a hold of this team to really, he wants to, I, I believe he wants to embarrass this team. You know, I, I, I think that when, when he left, I don't think it was on the best terms. We'll say that. I, I, I don't know if there was a, you know, I don't know what was said, you know, from a, you know, I want to stay, I want to leave, I want this, I want that, you know, but he didn't go back to the West Coast, you know, he coached, you know, at BYU, he coached, you know, so he stayed here, you know, on the East Coast and, you know, went to uh, Syracuse, both of them, and they look like they can put some points up, you know, and we look like we struggle to put some points up. This for the last couple weeks. Brennan hadn't thrown a touchdown in two weeks. And uh, that's something that we're not used to. You know, I don't know since he's been starting if we can really recall, especially lately, of him not throwing a touchdown and then not doing it in two weeks straight. So this is a uh, this is going to be a challenge. And, 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 and is um, this this defense ready to stop the air raid system and um, i'm very very um interested to see what coach rosinski has drawn up for coach and i because they are coming in there well they're waiting they're waiting for us to get there and you know i wouldn't be surprised if they're being coached a little extra harder uh based off of uh what this game means to not just coach and i but you know the you know coach Beck and the players. The players always want to play harder for their coach when it's when it's kind of deemed as a revenge game because that's kind of what this is feeling like. Um, you know, and, you know, not to mention the fan base and what this fan base is because because believe me, Robert and I there was a there was a there was a fan base that liked Robert and I. Then there honestly was a fan base that did not like. You know, the way that he was running the offense until the players started to get it and they started to implement what they needed done. And we're, we're hoping for that same kind of transition here, you know, with Coach Elliott's offense, but, you know, and, and, Coach, and Coach Kitching's offense. But, you know, once that offense got going, everybody loved Robert and I. 
you know, you know, by by the end of it there, or, or, or was very satisfied with him because they were just, you know, sure you were just a you were a passing team, you didn't run the ball much, but they were putting up points on points on points, you know, with all this talent. So th- th- there is a target on the Wahoos' back, so let's not forget about that, and uh, we'll get into a review, probably a light review starting uh, Wednesday tomorrow. Then Thursday, we'll do a preview of the game. And then, of course, Friday's the game. And you'll see me go live uh, a couple few times uh, as well, you know, during it, probably before, after, and during it. Um, In other news, quickly, we have Duke. The Duke game, uh, game time has been announced uh, on October 1st. Uh, This is another away game. Uh, 7.30, another night game for the Wahoos. Uh, Both of these uh, away games at night. And that is a Saturday, um, so we'll be ready for that game as well. Shout out to the UVA men's golf team, ranked number one in the nation. Another University of Virginia program that gets ranked number one in its history. You know, that's one thing about UVA sports. I mean, you know, you have successful basketball, you have successful baseball, lacrosse. I mean, all around, you know. Uh, UVA sports has always done well in multiple sports, you know, and, you know, the thing was, you know, if football w- it wasn't going good, you could always find some, uh, some, some enjoyment by watching some other UVA sports be successful. So, you know, when, when the sauce is really good is when f- football is being successful and winning as well. That's when, you know, you can't find a loser on the grounds, you know. And, and those are some of the things that these uh, UVA fans aspire to have. Um, so, we uh, a shout out to them. And uh, also, are we going to talk about this puppy gate thing, man? I mean, I I kind of found it. I found it very interesting. Um, I, I didn't really report on it at all, but the puppy gate thing was that just quickly with you know, and, and I'll, I'll keep moving on this, keep it moving, but. You know, there was a service dog at ODU who had been on the sidelines for the first two games. And um, keep in mind, UVA has a service dog as well. The Hudson is the name of the ODU service dog. And Champ is the name of ODU is Champ, UVA, excuse me, Hudson is ODU, Champ is UVA. Those are the names of the dogs. So <sighs> Hudson was the was on the sidelines at all ODU games, away, home, whatever. And they wanted to bring him to the UVA game, have him on the sidelines because he's a, he's a service dog in training. And uh, UVA has a dog in training as well. But the difference is UVA does not let live animals on the sideline. And that's been a rule, you know, f- you know when there's a live game on. Probably just for safety. You know, they don't want the animal to get injured. It's the person holding on to the dog or somebody watching the dog. You know, somebody makes a tackle out of bounds and, you know, heavens forbid, you know, what happens after that. But there was such an outcry of people being so upset about not letting the puppy on the sideline. I, I just, I couldn't really believe it was that, you know, that, that, that it was that big of an issue. And that's just me because, I, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I want as least amount of distractions as I can get. So maybe that's forgive me if you guys are upset with me about that. But 
that's just kind of my my feeling as a coach. And this was, I got more, there was more comments on message boards than anything that I had seen in the University of Virginia uh, sporting uh, sporting uh, groups uh, online, you know. So they were upset. So UVA, you know, was getting beat up nationally. And so they wound up uh, allowing the dog to uh, come on the sideline. Then they, then they kind of turned it around and made it so that Champ can meet Hudson um, uh, on the field or, or be at the facility together. So they made it like a doggy play date, you know. But they had to save that one, man, because – but the fan base, I just – I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's a um, – you know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, let's put the energy, you know, into the team just like we did for, for Hudson. Okay, fan base, that's all, that's all I'm asking. That's all I want. You know, let's put our energy into that. And they also made statements of, oh, there's a horse on the field. But, you know, the horse was, you know, just for, you know, during non-sporting, uh, non-sporting times when the players aren't on the field playing. But I get it, you know. Shout out to Julie Caruccio, uh, the Mounted Cavalier, um, you know, who, who rides out on Sabre the Horse, uh, you know, for pregame and halftime. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's about it guys. You know, that's, uh, that's my show. Uh, stay tuned, you know, Wednesday, this was last call Tuesday, but stay, stay tuned for my Wednesday. We'll start our preview for the Syracuse game and, uh, you know, we'll keep this thing rolling. Thank you for joining us. This has been Locked On Virginia. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Get more of your ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Locked On ACC.